welcome to episode three of the Colorful Kid Podcast. On this episode, we got me, Raul, we got Flo, and we got Alvaro. Today's hot topic, transfers. Transfer season. First up, Chicharito Hernandez going to Bayer Leverkusen. Let's uh, hear his thoughts on the move. Sobre Luis Vangal, que es un gran entrenador, que cada entrenador tiene en su mente, en su mente, perdón, sus métodos, sus ideas, y que bueno, para eso está el mundo, ¿no? Que, que nos gustos se rompen géneros y él trabajará a su manera. Razón personal que por él me haya venido, es que sí y no, porque yo no tengo ningún problema con él. La relación fue completamente profesional, como con la que tiene con todos los jugadores. Y sí, porque creo que dentro del terreno de juego o dentro de sus ideas de las cuales hablé antes, le tenía más confianza a otros jugadores o creían que otros jugadores podían dar más en, en algunas posiciones. Y como lo dije anteriormente, aquí me siento muy importante, me siento que voy a aprender muchísimo y que voy a estar rodeado de muchísima gente para ayudarme y como yo también voy a estar ahí para ellos, para ayudarlos. Pues la verdad, en ese aspecto físico, por no haber hecho la pretemporada, obviamente me hubiera encantado hacerla con mi club. Lamentablemente no se dio, pero bueno, físicamente y todo estoy, estoy muy bien. Con la calidad que hay de jugadores en esta, en esta plantilla, creo que va a ser muy rápido adaptarme a ellos, por, porque la mayoría, o casi todos, o, la, o todos, son muy buenos jugadores que, que han estado en sus selecciones y que bueno, que, que juntos vamos a, a hacer cosas importantes. So there's Chicha's words at his uh, presentation. Flo, what do you think on this move? You think he is going to play? Um, play, yes. Uh, to start off, I see him, to start off, probably coming off the bench uh, behind the starter right now, Kiesling. I mean, Kiesling, he's been there for so long. He's their starter. Um, I think like three years ago, he scored 25 goals in the Bundesliga um, last year. Two years ago, he scored like 15. So, you know, he has a proven record there. Uh, but I think Chicharito definitely has what it takes to, to uh, take over that number one spot. Um, I believe they only play one striker. So it's going to be him or Chicha. Um, like I said, I see starting off on the bench, you know, trying to get used to the Bundesliga. But by the end of the year, I, I can see him definitely taking over that spot. Another thing about Kiesling, he's actually the vice captain of the team. Yeah, I mean, he's been there so long. Yeah. Alvaro, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think it's a good move for Chicharito. I think eventually he will be the starter. Kiesling's the club legend, but if Chicharito starts scoring goals, I can see him getting the starting role. Yeah, and he's actually staying behind. He's playing in the friendly tomorrow. With um, He's going to miss uh, the game on Friday against Trinidad and Tobago. But yeah, he's gonna. He says in another interview, he was saying he's happy staying back, meeting with the players, getting integrated into the squad. Because like he was saying in that uh, interview, we just heard he has didn't really have a preseason, especially with Bayer. He just joined them today. He barely. He was injured for most of the preseason with United, and then there was a whole not really playing on the field. But I think Bundesliga is good. Thank God. Fox Sports got the new TV deal, so it'll be easy to watch in America because we got, like, Alan Pulido playing in the Olympiacos. 
there's no no way we can watch that on TV. But Fox Sports should be carrying plenty of Leverkusen games, and especially now that Chicharito will be there because. As we saw today when they released his jersey, Mexican fans love him. And today they crashed the website. Fire did not know what to do. Their servers were just dead. But, yeah, this should be, it should be fun. I'm excited to watch him play. New, new squad, new team, new league. Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy for him. Yeah, it um, should be a good move. He could be starting sooner rather than later because I think their last, their last game they played a 4-2-2. And, but they said that the coach also favors like a four three three, and he might get like a. I don't see him getting a wide a wide role, but if they play him on the wing, he might develop something else. One thing to keep in mind with Byers, they love to attack. They take so many shots. They take a lot of shots outside the box, and he's that poacher. So he'll he'll go in there for the rebounds. He'll get those. I guess some people call them garbage goals, but he'll he'll get them. He'll knock them in. But yeah, they love to attack. They're one of the more attacking teams in the Bundesliga, which is already is like a very attack-oriented league. Yeah, and like I said, the starter Kiesling, he's 31 right now. He'll turn 32 during the season. I mean, so in in soccer years, you know, that's getting up there. And like I said, three years ago in the Bundesliga, he scored 25. Two years ago, 15. Last year, nine. So it seems like he's uh, going down in goals every single season. So. And like I said, Chicharito, I think he has what it takes to take that spot. Something to keep in mind is that uh, Bayer has been speaking to him since he was still at Real Madrid. So they've been wanting him. Like he said in the video, he feels that they want him there. And, yeah, they, they want him. They're going to use him. They're going to they're gonna make him part of the attack. So it's not just like a last-minute move. It happened on the last day, basically, on the last transfer day for Germany. But... It's not an. It's not like a. Oh snap! I need to get out of here. Who wants me? It's more like these guys have been talking to me for a couple months. They want me. He felt comfortable coming there. I'm happy. I'm happy for him. Yeah, I think maybe the manager um, has been wanting him. You know, from what I've read, uh, I don't know much about the manager, but from well, what I've read, you, uh, he's, uh, and he said when someone asked him about scouting him, and he's like, "You don't. Ch- you don't scout Chicharito. You know him." So, <laughs> right there, you can tell he's a fan. Yeah, I mean, it kind of got me excited reading about the manager. You know, they're saying that he's one of the, you know, up-and-coming coaches, you know, that, that there's a lot of buzz around this uh, this manager. So I'm excited to see what they do. And a bit of a shocker, Layun going to Porto. I, no one saw that coming. Nobody. I, I follow a lot of Watford people, a couple of blogs, talking back and forth, and we all had him pegged as one of the guys that would stick on that 25-man roster because he plays so many different positions. He plays left back, right back, left attacking mid, right attacking mid. They even tried him in center mid. He even said he could play D mid. So he pretty much can play every position except for striker and center back. So everyone had him making the squad, and the rumor comes out of nowhere. And next thing you know, he's a Porto player. Alvaro, did you, how shocked were you at that move? I mean, it, it just happened out of nowhere. Like the night, the night before the deadline, I think, there was like a little rumor. And then the next day it was just done. But I think it's a, it's a great move for him. He's definitely going to start because Porto sold their fullbacks, and he can play in the left. He can play left back. He can play right back. So they sold their fullbacks for a combined like fifty, sixty million dollars. Yeah, they sold both of them, so they had nobody, and they need him. So he's definitely going to start. He's going to get Champions League football. He's going to be in the running for the title. It's a great move for him. Any worries? 
about him quote unquote stepping down a league, going from the EPL to uh, Portuguese league? Um, I don't think so because uh, of the squad he's going to have around him. On Watford, he was going to be fighting just to stay in the Premier League. Yeah. But Porto, he's going to be he's going to be fighting for a championship, and he's going to be playing Champions League football. And that's the thing; he will be playing Champions League football because yep. they have. He's people were saying he's going to be the starter at left back, and he's going to be the cover for the right back. And the thing about Porto's uh, fullbacks is the two they sold last year, uh, this summer. They sold them because they were attacking fullbacks. That's why they were people wanted them, paid a lot of money. And Layoun, his defense is probably his best defense is probably his offense. Do you yeah. agree, Flo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he likes he's a he's a fullback that likes to push forward, just like the ones they had last year. Um, they had uh, Alexandro last last year, so he's going to slot right in there to that left back spot. He's going to get four. He's going to overlap just like he does for a three. And then in a move that really didn't surprise too many people once it was rumored, Tecatito Corona. Flo, do you think this is a little too much too soon or just just right? Um, I know at first I, I was a little hesitant about the move, um, but the more I think about it, um, the more time that passes, I'm, I'm really happy about the move. Um, for some reason, I forgot that they sold uh, Quaresma over the uh, off season, um, so they're looking at putting him right where Guadesma played uh, last year, which was right there in the right winger spot, which fits right where Tecatito wants to play. So the more I think about it, I think it's a great move. Yeah, and um, I don't think he'll be starting, but I think it's a good move. I think I think it's perfect, and uh, I don't know if you guys have been following. Maybe you guys have stopped following at twenty, but. That team is a mess. Alvaro, have you heard what's going on with that club right now? Um, I haven't been keeping up with them as soon as, as, soon as they transferred that gatito. I unfollowed and <laughs> got all about them. <laughs> <laughs> well, quick update. So they've been selling. Last year they had financial issues. They got docked points during the league. They were actually one of the teams favored to win the title. They were supposed to be in the top three. I believe they finished mid-table, 8-9-10. They sold a lot of players this summer, but they kept saying they weren't going to sell Tecatito. Um, terrible start to start the season. They fired their coach. Mm-hmm. For and here's where it gets worse. They fired their coach, their captain, who's been involved in like 24 out of the last 25 goals, whether he scores them or he assists them. He went up and he didn't even practice the other day. He gave he wanted to give up his armband. He wanted a move out. He wanted to leave the team, and while all this is going on, they sold Tecatito, and they only had 30% of his rights, so I, so the fee was about 10 million euros. They only got 3 million euros of that, and out of those 3 million euros, their coach is owed 2 million euros for getting fired. That team is pretty much relegation, going to be fighting for relegation, so not only does he go from relegation in the Eredivisie he is now going for the champion in uh, the Portuguese league and in the Champions League I think he probably had the best move this summer for Mexicans abroad yeah without a doubt because you go from an unstable team like 20 to a team that loves to push out young talent like Porto you see you we saw we see what um, 
Porto, they were Colombian players. They developed Falcao, James, Jackson, Martinez, Quintero. I think, so, they're, I think they're trying to do that with Mexican players. They find the next market. Yeah. If they see that, all right, these guys are good, undervalued in the market, let me go in here and buy five Mexican players, and f- they'll flip one of them, and they'll pay for the fees for everybody. And then Layun has got a it's a loan, one-year loan, with a €6 million Euro option to buy at the end. So that's pretty good business. Yeah, and it's only going to bring more attention to Mexican footballers. So it's a great move for them and for Mexicans. Yeah, uh, they need to get a website in Spanish. All these Mexicans. <laughs> they do. They need to start selling name sets too. I know. I'm trying to get one. I'm trying to get a, one for Herrera. They need to get sponsored by Nike again. Someone was joking uh, they should get a Mexico sponsor now at this point. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to get Bimble as a sponsor. <laughs> they're, one of their fans was like, couldn't comprehend why they call him Tecatito. So I explained to him that pretty much Monterey didn't want to put Corona in the back of his jersey because that was a rival beer. And uh, he was saying, well, Porto is sponsored by Superboc. That's a beer out there. And he's like, oh, we should call him Superbaquito. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right, tomorrow... Footmex Sork should be putting out their top 25 Mexican players. Here's my top 10. You guys judge me for what it is, but I got Guardado, number one. Tecatito, number two. Jonah, Gio. Vela, Hector Herrera at six. Layun, Chicharito, Jimenez, and Hector Moreno. Now, tell me why I'm wrong, Flo. Oh, my goodness. Where do I start? (laughs) Let's see here. You have Chicharito at number eight. You have Miguel Layun ahead of him at number seven. That's that's incredible. You have two forwards, Gio Dos Santos and Carlos Vela, ahead of him, even though Vela didn't do anything, anything in the Gold Cup. That was months ago. Months ago, yeah. And Raul Jimenez, you have only one spot behind Chicharito, like he like as if he's nipping on his heels when he scored one goal and uh, two goals in Europe over like the past twenty games that he's been in Europe. These are the rankings for now. This is like this is basically my preseason top twenty-five at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no uh, problems with uh, Hector Moreno at ten. Uh, no, I, I mean I, I I see him in the top ten. I, I agree with your number one, Guardado. I would put Tecatito around number, maybe around number four right now. Who you got in front of Tecatito? Um, probably, probably Jonah and uh, Chicharito. Chicharito has like played thirty minutes <laughs> since like May. Like like you said, that was months ago. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then he missed that PK. He slipped. <laughs> he missed it on purpose. And he wanted to be sold. Come on. And it worked. <laughs> He's smarter than you, Raul. He's smarter than you. I don't know. What do you got? Same guys? Ten? These ten? Uh, uh, I got to go Guardado number one. What was that? Guardado. What was that number one? <laughs> oh, man. Can I get that like as a ringtone or something? Yeah. I'll set that P3 <laughs> off for that later. 
Yeah, in case, you know, listeners don't know, I'm not I'm not a big fan of Guardado, but I can't deny that he's the best Mexican in form right now. It's captain, El Capitan. Yeah. Number two, I'd probably go Gio, just because of the form that he's in. He's scoring goals, getting assists every week. Right, real quick, do you guys think, and be honest, I know you guys aren't the biggest fans, do you think it should have any effect on Gio going forward, getting call-ups, the fact that he plays in MLS? No. No. I mean, if other countries are calling up players from the MLS, I don't see why Mexico can't call up players from the MLS. And I think it's a very special case with Gio for the fact that he's been in Europe since he was 13. He's yeah. been out. He's He's been there for the last 13, 14 years. He's been in Europe, so... He's a finished product, pretty much. He's not going to get much better at this point. He's just going to getting his. At this point, it's more important for him to get his rhythm, and he's getting ninety minutes every game, every week, a goal and assist. Yeah, it's about finding his form and staying healthy at this point. Yeah. So, do you think that going forward, if other Mexicans, I know, Kubo came out and said, you know, other players should follow his path, but you think if. Because we all know Mexico managers get fired like every other month, <laughs> so they always want to play. Oh, I gotta play! I gotta win! I gotta! Win. I don't have time to develop these kids. Do you think those those twenty to twenty three year old players not getting that much time in Liga MX should try to get a loan out to MLS clubs? Mm. I mean, you guys are Chivas fans. Look what they did for Kubo Kubo's career. Yeah, he did him good to come back to Chivas and sit on the bench. Yeah, that that was. I don't know that that literally set him back this whole season because he joined his team in early August and July. He I think he joined back with Houston like middle late July. He's like not even. He got his first start though. He got an assist, but yeah, this past weekend. Yeah, but like going forward, I think more Mex more younger Mexican players should try to get a loan out to MLS. I mean, it's better than just playing on their one twenty one team. Uh, I think it would work because, you know, you can look at uh, Salcedo. He came from the MLS 2 league at Mackey's. Yeah. And he's like a he's a future star. Oh, yeah. I, he's going to be going. I had, there was a couple teams in Bundesliga looking at him. But uh, rumor was Vergara wanted $10 million, 10 to $14 million for uh, Salcedo. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And uh, Bundesliga doesn't get that EPL TV money, so they passed. Mm. Back to your top twenty-five. I just want to put it out there. I probably, I probably wouldn't put Ayun in my top ten. No. No. I think he's been playing well. He's been playing. He had that really good game in the cup game last week. Yeah, I mean, he he did have a pretty good game, but. I, I probably wouldn't put him in the top ten quite yet. If he if he starts, you know, well, he probably is going to start yeah. for Porto. But if he sh- puts together a good season, then yeah, I, I'd put him in the top ten. But right now, I I personally wouldn't put him in the top ten. Alvaro, what do we? Who do you have at the end of this top ten? Do you have Do you have anyone not in this top ten? In your top ten? Um, not right, not right now, but. I can see players sneaking in, especially now because some of them are finding their form in Liga MX. Like Gulik starting to get assists. Yeah, oh, I am waiting for him to come back to this 2013 form. Yeah, I put I put his teammate in here. 
Galito. Yeah, I think I had him at eleven or twelve. He was yeah, Galito right there. Yeah, I put I put Galito in there. Take out Layun. Of course, me. I always want to put Ochoa in there, but I have no problem keeping him out. He's not playing. <sighs> I heard consider I... Talavera maybe. Yeah, I mean, I would put Talavera um, somewhere up there. He's been so good, so consistent for so long now. Yeah, yeah. That, and I think that's. I almost feel like that's one of the things that hurts him. He's been so steady. Nothing like has an amazing season, but he never has a bad. You know, he's just steady, which is what you want in a goalkeeper. So I, I understand. I see that. Um, other players. Diego, Diego's Reyes. I know he's had like two good games, but those are the best games I've seen him play on European soil. I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he'll. I think he'll end up in the top ten if he keeps playing the way he's playing. Yeah. He'll end up in top 10. He was pretty much player of the match on uh, Saturday. Diego was everywhere. Clearances, he had a high pass accuracy. He was good. Yeah, I think I tweeted that out or put it out. It's like, Diego Reyes, man, the match. And somebody responded saying, are you serious? Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think they're watching the game. They're just like, what, he's playing good? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, he got off the bench? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I was surprised as well. I was like, man, because I started watching it, and every time they would attack, like the person that was breaking up the attack seemed to be Diego Reyes. I was like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> He's It's going to be good for him getting that playing time. That's what he needs. That's what he needs right now. If he messes up, oh, well, he knows Moise is going to put him in next week. <laughs> Not at Porto or, oh, I messed, made an error. Well, they're going to bring this this Brazilian in for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> One guy, I hope not breaks the top 10, but just breaks the top 25, Alan Pulido. Yeah. Um, who's that? I was talking to, I was talking to um, a Greece fan, and he yeah. was telling me that um doesn't look good for Pulido. He, they're saying that he's right now looking like the number three striker on the huh. team, and they only play one striker yeah. at a time. And Polito's not really a winger, no. so you're not you're not really going to play him on the wing. So they're saying that he's probably going to be playing in cup games probably, but it's not looking too good for him right now unless you know unless something changes. But they did hit their Olympiacos Champions League registration came out, and they had Polito on the roster. Yeah. So that's good. Should There's hope. Chivas, the fifty percent, they own fifty percent of his rights. Yeah, she can come play for us, and then Vergara will sell him for twenty million. Oh yeah, Vergara. <laughs> that was the one thing I was a little nervous about when I heard Salcido wanted to go to Chivas. I was praying that if he went to Chivas, he would have a release clause or something similar in his contract, because I knew he was going to be really good, and I knew Chivas was going to be like, let me get twenty million dollars for him or something. Just... Yeah. But he gotta gets every penny he can out of his players. He yeah. does. It's because he sold. What's it called? He sold Vela and Chicharito for so cheap. It seems like he probably thinks, oh, "I'm not gonna do that again." Well, he sold Vela for about two hundred fifty, half a million dollars. Yeah, I mean, I was that a lot back then? Because right now it doesn't seem like much. Well, he sold them when he was seventeen. That's a oh. big difference from. Yeah. Selling someone when they're 17, 18 to Chicharito when he was 21? 21, I believe. Five yes. years ago? Yeah. And he got 
ten million dollars, which is right though, and he got United to open up the stadium. That was part of the deal too. Yeah, the stadium that no one goes to. It's filling up. It's filling up. A couple people that have just barely missed at least my top 25. I hope Fabian gets his stuff together. And there's a couple just there's a couple U23 guys there on my on my, on my honorable mention. I got Rodolfo Pizarro, Irving Lozano, Arturo Gonzalez, Ponchito. Those guys, those guys, those guys are. I'm excited for those guys to come through. Irving Lozano was one of those guys that Pachuca, because Pachuca will sell people to Europe. But they they were asking for top dollar for Lozano. They were asking for ten to fourteen million dollars for from Roma for him. Yeah, I'm re- I'm really excited for Chucky. I think I think he's gonna be hell of a player. I'm I'm looking forward to watching him. And and Fabian, you know, he's my favorite. He's my favorite Chivas player. So I definitely hope he turns it around or or gets you know becomes more consistent this year. I believe he's on his last year of his contract. Anyone heard otherwise? I do not know. I'm not too sure. I think his contract runs out uh, next summer. Maybe he can finally get that European move. Yeah, he'll go uh, go to Porto. <laughs> Everyone's going to Porto. Why not? One player I see falling in this rankings: Memo Ochoa. Poor Memo. Yeah, if he doesn't play, he's gonna keep falling. I don't know if you guys listen to. Uh, Soccer podcast, uh, Soccer Morning. Nope. Nope. It's a good podcast. You check it out. But they have, uh, he always has uh, like Tom Marshall and Eric Gomez on the show. And Eric Gomez is on the show this week. And he was saying that Malaga was seriously considering giving Memo an extension. And they were trying to brand him as the f- keeper of the future or something like that. How old is Memo? He's 30. I was about to say, isn't he like in his 30s already? He's the same age as the goalie they have right now. Man, do not sign an extension memo, please. <laughs> he needs to fire his agent. Exactly. Another guy, Jurgen Dam. Oh, I wish Tigers would have let him go to Roma, but they wanted him on their team. Yeah, yeah, there was a rumor he was going to Roma, but I think they wanted too much, right? No, uh, well... Uh, Tigres has offered him more, offered his club more money. And yeah, yeah. They just said okay. I mean, they don't care. Yeah, Roma. I think yeah, I think Roma like had a certain amount they wanted to spend, and Tigres was like, oh, we'll spend more. Well, Roma. Tigres, uh, Pachuca. Was it in Pachuca? Yeah, yeah I'm saying, Pachuca. I'm saying, Tigres offered more money. Tigres just throwing around money, and yeah. I guess the one of their signings, uh, the other forward they got from Villarreal, uh-huh. Uche. I think yeah. he's done. I think they released him or something's going on with him yeah, yeah I saw that too he wanted to leave yeah they paid I mean they paid I think they because they, I heard they paid a fee for Aquino and Uche about 7 million dollars for both of them yeah because they said they originally wanted Dos Santos first and when Dos Santos didn't turn uh, work out they turned to um, Uche whatever his name is I mean he's, he's not going to play they got uh Gnac, Gnac. I can't even say his name. Gnac. I'm a little disappointed he didn't get a call up to the French national team. I thought that would have been cool. Would have been cool to see a French international get called up from Liga MX. Yeah. 
You don't no, see no. that very often. No. One Mexican I want to see crack at least the top 25 is uh, Conejito Brizuela. He keeps getting hurt. <laughs> yeah, he can stay healthy, but you know, he scored his first goal for Chivas. So that's going to boost his confidence up. If he can stay healthy, I think he's a hell of a player. Him, Esquivel, and the... Or, I mean, he... No, right. Esquivel is Tuca. Toluca. But when he was at Toluca, he was just a beast, up and down, yeah, he creative. Was yeah. Vergara spent all his uh, Herbalife money on him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he... I don't have no idea how much he spent, but it was it was high single digits, millions to get uh Brisuela. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was a pretty high uh, transfer fee. And he's been nothing but he's been like I mean, Alvaro knows Arsenal, he like, keeps getting hurt, man. What's going on? It's our uh, medical team. Everybody's hurt on Cubas. It was bad. They had, like, basically their U-20 team out there for one of those games. And they played better than... Yeah. <laughs> our real team. But I like what I saw from them this weekend. And they they looked like they had a they had an idea of what they were doing, not just running around chasing the ball. Chapel organizing his teams. Yeah. Maybe Chaton will step up, too. He, <laughs> he was rumored to go to Bundesliga, what, two years ago? Yeah, I remember. Two, yeah, two, three years ago. Right was, after the Olympics. I was going to say, that was when he was the hottest, right after it was Olympics. It seemed yeah. like he was, a few teams wanted him after that. Him and uh, Goulet, two years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were the next midfield. They were the next two guys. They were the next uh, Torado and uh, Juarez. Ifrat, not Juarez. No. Um, What's that guy's name on Chivas right now? The older guy, midfielder, got him from Pumas. Castro, Castro. Yeah. Israel. Yeah, it was like Israel Castro uh, and Torado was going to mm-hmm. be these two, and then they both fell off so hard. He's coming back, though. I hope so. I'd like him. Yeah, he has to stay healthy, too, though. He's always getting hurt. Yeah. I'm a Club America fan, but I'm a Mexico fan first. So Yeah, it's always national team over club team. And then one more thing for you guys on this. Carlos Fierro, what is his best position? <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I guess uh, sitting behind the striker, I'd say, because he can make a run. It's just uh, he doesn't have the body yet. He he gets body around too easily. How old is he now? He's twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> he has a hundred. Oh, he has over a hundred and twenty appearances for Chivas first team. I was gonna say it seems like he's been around for forever already, but he's just he started so young. Yeah, he's, he's still young, so he has time. He but... just turned twenty one a month ago or so. Yeah. Yes, he Let's hope. might step up behind Bravo next year. Bravo's, I think Bravo's gone at the end of the season. So yeah, they're getting, they're getting everything they can out of this uh, <laughs> new goal. Every time I think he scores a goal, I see like ten graphics from Chivas Twitter account. She hired me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anyone's listening to this and they saw those uh those nice graphics from the colorful kit Twitter account and the website, they're all Alvaro. They're pretty nice, but some better than most of the transfer transfer graphics I saw from official news outlets. <laughs> better than medio tiempo. 
Matthew Tempo is out there using uh, some iPhone app. They use like pick, pick Stitch or something. Yeah, picked up chat or something. <laughs> it's funny though because you have uh, you have Tuca at Tigres and he brings his players along slowly, slowly, slowly. And uh, Espericueta has two or three first team appearances, and I believe he's the same age. He is the same age because they're in the same age group as uh, Fierro. Fierro has hundred. He has over a hundred uh, league appearances. And you guys better get that as two or three. And yeah, and I think he has like a four goals. Fierro. They keep playing him. They keep playing him wing a winger. I mean, last season I think he had like three. He started the season off really well. Like he had three good games on the wing, but then he just disappeared. And last season we had a good season. Mm-hmm. If anyone out there is playing a football manager, Carlos Fierro is a beast in that game. <laughs> <laughs> but that game's so realistic, Vergara won't sell you him at all. <laughs> he wants twenty million. I was trying to get him to come to Europe. I think I was via Real in one of my games, and Vergara just would not let him go. <laughs> I couldn't afford yeah. him. I was too poor. Yeah, it's pretty realistic. Uh, I was uh, playing manager for on FIFA, and I was trying to buy Chucky, and they wanted like like ten, twelve million for him. I was like, I thought I was gonna pay like half a million. <laughs> Mexican players ain't cheap anymore. I guess so. That's why Portal's trying to get it on the ground level, trying to get as much as they can. Well, no club soccer this weekend, but Mexico plays a couple games. They play against Trinidad and Tobago on uh, Friday, and I think, is it Tuesday they play against Argentina? Yes, sir. Day after Labor Day. Nice. And uh, Friday, I think both games are 9 p.m. kickoff, central time, so flow. It's us. Yes. Alvaro, 10 p.m.? Yep. I'll try to stay up. <laughs> what do you think Tukas are going to do for uh, this game? Just play... For the, you think he's going to use the Trinidad Tobago game to pretty much play the same dudes and try to implement his plan flow, or he's going to try to play some younger guys? I don't know. I um, mean, yeah, at first I thought he was going they were going to use both games, you know, to try to prepare. But now with the news that, you know, Chicharito is not going to be available probably for the Friday game. Because I'm not sure if Layun or Tecatito will be either. I'm not entirely sure on that, on those two. Yeah, so that could be possibly three possible starters, you know, um, out for the uh, for their first friendly. So really I have no idea what, what happens on Friday. Um, you know, I could see him try to implement, try to, you know, go with whatever starters are there. But I could also see him kind of use that as like the experiment game and then, you know, the, the following Tuesday, you know, that'd be the day where he, you know, tries to put together the game plan. Alvaro, do you think that luxury of playing around? Uh, yeah, against Trinidad and Tobago, I think he could play, a, he could experiment against them. Especially since he's not going to have three potential starters right off the bat. Isn't this whole uh, four games experiment? <laughs> it's uh, just yeah, the interim. Yeah, but... I think Argentina is a tougher game, so and it's going to be the more competitive game. It should be the more competitive game. Hopefully, we don't have a repeat of what happened in the Gold Cup. That was an exciting game, though. I will say that. <laughs> Definitely was exciting. 
and frustrating. With Layun <laughs> missing, at, at the very least, he'll probably just come in one day before the game. I think Doris Nilo is starting for sure on the left side, left back. Yeah, he's he's going to start for sure. Um, probably have Jimenez up top. Novella? Well, it's I, I don't even know what formation he's going to play. He's played one forward, two forward. But yeah, if he I'm... plays one forward but has three attacking uh, midfielders, he can slot Vela one of those. Yeah, he could put him behind Jimenez. Yeah. Well, isn't Vela, you know, kind of hurt too as well or no? I think Vela would be better served just sitting these two games out. He just his knees. You can tell. Even the announcers were saying when I was watching that Real Sociedad game last this past weekend, they were saying something just seems off with Vela. He's not hitting last gear. He's just not quite there. They were saying that throughout the whole game. He just was missing something. I think if he sat for a couple weeks, because with the there's no club games this week, and then he doesn't play till the following week. If he had two weeks of rest, I think that would be way better for his knee, for his club, and come October. But FMF gonna FMF. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if Vela plays, I'd like to see him more. I, I wouldn't even, you know, the, the Trinidad game. I don't even care if he plays that game. But against Argentina, I I would like maybe to see him play the first half, like put the stars out there, and then maybe at halftime take him out if he is gonna play at all. So Corona's gonna be missing. Chicharito, basically like you and Oribe, he got called back. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna pretty much have to be Jimenez up front, with yeah. I don't know maybe Aquino is one of the wings. Yeah, it should be. I the midfield is gonna look completely different. It's gonna be a different squad. We'll see. Duca, this is his one game to try to set his plan in motion because come Argentina, he's gonna need to have his stuff together because even though it's a friendly, Argentina can embarrass people. Oh yeah. They're coming with their A squad minus Di Maria too, so I hope we're ready. Yeah, I think Mexico will hopefully win. If not, if he doesn't, I don't know. Tuca can just be like, "We didn't win. What are you guys gonna do? Fire me?" I mean, he's only here for four games. Yeah, I think we'll be all right. I think Mexico a lot of times they they rise to the occasion when it when it comes to playing the the the, the tough competition. And that's the um, problem because they when they play the low competition. I was gonna say exact same <laughs> thing. Sometimes they play to the level of the low competition as well, which gets them in trouble. But like, when when do you really see Mexico like really get blown out when it's like their A team going up against these these uh, bigger these bigger countries? It doesn't really happen very often. They usually rise to the occasion. Alvaro, let me get your prediction against Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad and Tobago. 2-0 Mexico. Flo, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with the Gold Cup, 4-4. My prediction is 2-1 Mexico with the announcer spending the whole first half talking about Gio, Jonah, and Piojo. Makes sense. That sounds right. Argentina game, I think this is going to be a 1-1. Flo, do you think uh, Messi scores? Of course not. (laughs) (laughs) Diego Diego Reyes is going to lock him down? Yes. 
or a Rafa or Moreno or whoever's out there. I'm actually excited to see Moreno play, get some action since first time since that Costa Rica game where he broke something. I forgot. I forgot what his injury was. Was wasn't it against the? Wait, are you talking about the World Cup injury? No, or? I'm talking about the the Gold Cup oh. in the pre in the friendly before the Gold Cup. I think it was Costa Rica. Yeah, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, it's Costa Rica, and then Chicha got hurt against uh, Honduras. As soon as Chicha went down, I was like, he broke his clavicle. Like he got up, he grabbed that spot, and he was like walking around fine. I'm like he broke his clavicle. That was it. <sighs> so mad. As soon as it happened, I was trying to look up the defender. I was looking up his address on Wikipedia. I was trying to find him anywhere. <laughs> I, I left him a nice little tweet. He hasn't been on Twitter since like 2009, but when he logs back on, he's going to see my tweet. He's going to see a bunch of pissed off Mexicans from 2015. Yeah. But yeah, my prediction for the Argentina game is Mexico 2, Argentina 1. There we go. Bold prediction. Alvaro, same thing? Uh, no, I said one-one. I think Mexico loses against Argentina. I don't. I don't know. We always rise. We always rise to the occasion, unless we get screwed by the refs. Oh come on, Mexico <laughs> screwed by the refs. Oh, All right, Devis is gonna be there, man. You're gonna look for an offside goal. It might happen. Happen in the World Cup. That's not even, man. That's not even. That's it's still too. It's still too fresh. Eight years ago, still too fresh. Still too fresh. I remember. <laughs> or you get, or you get once in a lifetime goals like a maxi. Oh, right. I cried. I cried. Man, every time we lose in the World Cup, that like the first hour or two after the game, I just go in whatever room I can find and just quiet. Just, just, yeah. Just get, just get mad. Except at the 2010 World Cup, I was pissed off that whole World Cup because uh. Aguirre's lineups just were so bad. He kept pick. He picked Bofo to start a game. He picked Blanco to start a game. Chicha's on the bench. Uh, as soon as Chicharito would come into the game, it'd be like, like instant offense. Yeah. I never, I never got over 06. You gotta get over it, man. You gotta, you gotta grow. No. <laughs> that's that's why I hate Guardado. I don't even, man. Not, not the capitan. He made yeah. that run into the box, and then he didn't shoot. Nine years ago, he, he's he's changed. I feel like I feel like I feel like, uh, I feel like Terrell Owens when to start crying. Be like, that's, that's my captain. That's my quarterback. <laughs> uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? Finish this up. No man, just looking looking forward to the Argentina game. Same Pancho Villa's army. Looking forward to that two to one win. Anything else, Alberto? Uh, no, looking forward to getting our our buyer Leverkusen kits in. Oh yes! Hey, anyone listening out there, if you're gonna buy a jersey from uh, Buyer Leverkusen's website, try to find some friends to order at the same time because even whether you order one or four jerseys, it's gonna cost you forty euros, which is about forty five dollars just to ship to America. Yeah. Heads up. Got it down to what twelve bucks each. About? Yeah, we paid about one twenty-two each for these jerseys. If you ship one, buy one, it's gonna cost you about one sixty. Heads up, people. And I don't see there being another way to get a Chicharito jersey for a couple months in America. So you might Flea need market. a. Eh, well, 
Maybe you go to Mexico game, you can find a couple t-shirts already. You know. You go, you go to Pulga. Yeah. <laughs> find your local bootlegger. You know, you know who he is. You can have the half half buyer half. Uh, Dude, I'm waiting for the half Porto jersey. half Mexico jersey. They're they're coming. Coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been episode three of the Colorful Kid Podcast. I'm Raul. You can find me at on Twitter at underscore Bones Flow. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the Real Flow F L O no W. Alvaro. You can find me on Twitter at underscore dos uno. Also, hit up Alvaro if you need any uh, graphics projects. It's not too bad. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.